Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Well, hello out there in podcast land. We're so glad you guys are with us. I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice with me, Miss <laughs> Mona, here today. Hey, Miss Mona. Hey, everybody. It's good to have, good to be here, and good to know that you're listening. Um, just so you know, she sort of hates it when I call her home slice. I, I didn't say I hated it. It's she, just kind of funny. I never heard it before. I'm I'm a northerner. It's not something we say. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, hey, so take your Bibles. Here's a truth. Read your Bible. <laughs> Have your Bible handy because every so often Miss Mona is going to say something that you ought to jot down. Me, not so much. I'm here just for the funsies. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so we're in Hebrews chapter 11. We are actually back to chapter back to 11. chapter 11 today. And we yep, only absolutely. took a three-week hiatus from <laughs> chapter 11 and they're in chapter 10. And um, so we're at verse um, 5. And so I'm going to pray, and then um, Miss Mona is going to read that. She's going to read verse 5 and verse 6, and then I'm going to jump over, and I'm right behind you. I'm going to read um, chapter 5 of Genesis. Sounds good. Um, uh, verses 21 through 24. So literally, y'all, she did not know I was about to say that I was going to read the other passages, <laughs> too. So she's hearing that for the first time, too. But I knew we were going there. Yes, you did. So. All right. So see, sometimes, bless her heart. She never knows where I'm going. So, you know. I just go along with. Yeah, she just rolls with it. The flow. I told her, I said, it's not necessarily a compliment to think that you're on the same wavelength (laughs) as me on some things. But anyway, we kid because we care. You know, I want to chase this rabbit for just a minute. I I had a meeting for another ministry I'm involved in this morning. I told them this. I do hear more laughter now. Now, you and I laugh all the time in this, <laughs> yep. but in general, in society and public, I don't know if you're hearing it more. Mm-hmm. Like at church yesterday, I listened for these things. More people are laughing. Right. Um, at that ministry, we had people laughing. And scripture says, laughter doeth good like a medicine. Yep. Uh, one of the horrific effects, I think, of this time we've been in, there's not been any laughter. Yeah. Everybody's gotten so serious and feisty i'll leave it at that word well people are even afraid to talk to each other yeah you pass each other in the grocery store you want to stay far away so you don't offend people and and that's hard to even say hello and yeah. you can't smile because they can't see it so <laughs> and then it's like do i shake hands do i get right. knuckles do i hit elbows <laughs> do i do nothing right. but laugh y'all yeah uh, that's um it's obviously a part of my ministry i do feel like mm-hmm. um no, that's not. The, that's just a part of it, a very a small part. Um, I don't want to be known so much for making people laugh as I do being a godly man right. that preaches the word. Um, but laugh. Yep. It doeth good like a medicine. It yep. does something in your body. So anyway, having said that, let's pray. And then, then you're going to hear Miss Mona. And then I'll also read from Genesis 5. And then we'll deal with both sections. Father, God, we come now and we just lift up your holy name. Lord, your name is your character. Uh, so often um, we forget that, Lord, but to call upon your name is to call upon your character, mm-hmm. your goodness, 
and who you are in every situation. Uh, God, I, I pray that we would look unto you for all of our help. Lord, as, as we trudge, in a sense, through these through these times that we're in, Lord, with issues of, of this COVID, issues of race, issues of politics, I just believe we need to stand apart, Father God, and look unto you. Stand on your broad shoulders and, and your name and your way and just preach Jesus and laugh. So, God, we want you to do a work like we've never seen. I, I think back, as I even mentioned yesterday there in Habakkuk, when you said, just watch and see this great thing I'm going to do. Lord, I pray for revival for our country and our world. I pray that we would see a hunger for your word, a desire to be a part of your body, the church, and that, God, you would um, just move in a way that we've not seen in many, 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 many years here in this country. And so, God, we just bow and we place us at your feet, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Hebrews 11, verses 5 and 6. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And then in Genesis chapter 5, Starting in verse 21, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Just in a side note, um, sometimes we can look at Enoch and think, oh, he was godly his whole life. No, according to Scripture, right. he didn't live for God the first 65, 65 years, years yes. of his life. Right. Something happened. That changed him. When the birth of his son Methuselah. Right. Something happened because God specifically points out yep. that's when he began right. to walk with him. Right. Uh, you know, it's still every childbirth is a miracle. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so just a, then aside there, don't ever think. Sometimes we forget that. Biblical characters were also human. Yes. You know, uh, Moses um, lied and killed somebody. Mm -hmm. um, Abraham lied mm -hmm. a couple times. Mm -hmm. Daniel, um, Daniel, David uh, had an affair. Right. Um, and murdered somebody. Right. Paul was a murderer. Right. Um, so all these biblical characters were human. Yes. And had part of their lives that they were not anything other than than who we are. Yep. Except they, at some point, sold out to the Lord. Yes. And he, let me even give this, and then we're going to I'm gonna turn it over to you to start. Even Lot, who, if you looked at Lot just in Genesis, you would think, this dude, not even saved. But then we read Later. in the New Testament <laughs> where he's called Righteous, righteous Lot. Right. Mm -hmm. So be careful even putting these guys up on pedestals. Yes. I just felt the need to say that. Right. Now, yes, they are on pedestals in a sense. They made the book. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. And they are fathers of our faith. <laughs> but never forget they were just like us and humans and sinners. Right. Anyway. All right. Let's jump back in. Uh, well, <laughs> where do you want to start? Um, the thing that it's verse five says that in Hebrews 11, that... Um, he was commended as having pleased God. 
And so that commended, which we've seen before and we didn't talk about it, but that commended means that it's a testimony is given, a witness is given. So um, a testimony is given that Enoch pleased God. And then the reason that we read Genesis 5 is because we need to know what did he do that was so pleasing to God. Um, And then we read that he walked with God. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that walking with God is um, having fellowship with him and obedience. um, And that is how he lived his life. After the birth of a son. Yes. (laughs) And I I say that to stress the point. It it doesn't matter your age. Right. Um, Did you know this fact that when my daughter, who was um, six or seven, maybe eight at the time, the day I baptized her, I baptized an 88-year-old man, too. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Isn't that an extremity? Yes, I mean, that's just awesome. a, an extremity. Yep. So, and and this, this gentleman who I, I came to love <laughs> dearly, I didn't meet him until he was 88. Hmm. And um, he was so, he, he had faith in God, but he never really made that commitment. And so I went and had this conversation. I'll never forget it. Oh, my land. It was so funny. He was watching the Atlanta Braves on TV, and he was chewing Red Man. So between spits... <laughs> He and I had a, a Jesus conversation <laughs> and a couple other, and not, and I, this is not to lift me up. This is truly the Holy Spirit. He just didn't feel the need to follow through mm-hmm. anything. Right. He says, oh, I believe that's enough. Eh, mm-hmm. Sort of, kind of, but if you have the opportunity, you know, you ought to make that public profession right. and you ought to be baptized. Baptism does not save you. Right. It is faith in Jesus, but it's a picture. And so I had just run out of, I'd used every bullet in my holster and I finally said well if none of this is important then why does the Bible speak so much about it right right I'll never forget and he sat there and he chewed on that red man (laughs) and then he went never thought about it that way Mm. I'll be there Sunday and I'll walk the aisle I was like where did that even come from (laughs) I never even thought about it that way so and I I do I do stress that because someone may be listening to us and you may think I've done stuff God could never love me God could never save me God don't want to use me this guy didn't get saved till he was 65 right um Mr. Doss didn't get saved until he was 88 right Live to be 90-some. Hmm. Tremendous testimony after salvation. Right, right. Of just faithfulness to God right. after that. So to walk with God means you just start at some point. Right. Get up off the couch. Get up off your lazy boy and just begin to walk with God. And what what does that look like? Let's go a little bit more in depth. What's all involved in having fellowship? What's all involved with uh, this concept of walking with God? Well, we walk with God when we, um, like I said, in fellowship with him, in communion with him, communication with him. We talk, we've talked a lot. And the whole reason that we're here is to get people into the word. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to be in the word. You have to be spending time with him. You can't just, um, you know, I feel like. Um, it's almost a mantra that we say over and over and over again, but it's so true. Um, you can't just be a Sunday morning Christian. Yes. You, you have to, it has to permeate your life. Um, and so by walking, um, you, well, that's a, that's a whole big study that I'm about to write. Um, that 
you know, it's our, it's our entire life. It's everything that we do should be based on who God is and what he does. Um, (laughs) and so, um, and how he wants you to live. And we see all of that in the new Testament where we are given the instructions on what our life should look like. Mm -hmm. Um, and you talk a lot about, um, because it's, it's true, um, about how it's not about us anymore. Yeah. It's about God. And so that's how we walk with him. He sort of becomes a central point. Right. Central figure of your life and, and everything you do revolves. It's a sort of a picture of if you think about the earth revolving around the sun and all the, the planets do, mm. that everything we do, every aspect in that whole big circle revolves around God, Jesus, right. the Holy Spirit. Right. And so you hit on everything. And so if you want to have fellowship, listen, if you're going to have fellowship, it means you got to be in his presence. Right. Well, we just spent the last three weeks talking about how you come into his presence. <laughs> right. So we're not going to, I'm not even going to go down that, right. that path. You can go but back so and listen. I would say, yeah, go back and listen. A shameless plug. <laughs> um, but there was something different. It, 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 he, you pray, and, and for just a moment, don't think you have to pray these prayers that could have been written by one of the church fathers right. where you're just full of these and thou right. and uh, all this other stuff. Yeah, it's great if, it, if that's you, but if it's, listen, mine have none of that in it. Right. God just wants you to have a conversation with him. Come to him. But by the way, to have a conversation means it's two parts. Right. You'd speak some, you listen listen more. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the hard part. Let's yep. just be honest. That's yep. the hard part is uh, listening yep. in solitude. Because the moment you start to pray, the enemy attacks. Right. Flaming arrows will be slung at you. Yep. So, and especially when you're in that listening, because yes. there's so many distractions and there's so many your um, mind and your heart wanders so much, and so and that's when the um, I mean that comes from the enemy doesn't want you to hear yes. what God is going to say. Because the enemy knows what God can do right. through you for somebody to, and it is listen that we. <clears throat> We tend to not like quietness. Right. We we tend to not like um, moments of of no <clears throat> nothing, no sound. Right. We begin to think it. of forty five thousand different things that we could be doing. But I want to encourage you in this: when you're in your prayer time, there's nothing more important than that right. time with God. And so let Him speak. So you have the prayer time. You have your time in the Word. And and I say this all the time: Don't tell me that you don't understand. If you know the writer of the book, he can explain it to you. Right. No. Now, may you, you may never be able to get in a deep theological conversation with some Ph.D. By the way, how you pronounce Ph.D. is <laughs> um, learned that from Junior Hill. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we're not trying to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but that doesn't mean you're not. I, I literally wrote in my Bible this morning as I was reading. Um, and I, if I could remember where it was, oh, it was right here in Jude. Oh, imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote in this, in my quiet time, it was in my other Bible that I'm reading through this, this year, where it says in verse three, I was eager to write to you about our common salvation. Sometimes we think just because people have the PhDs or they're preachers or they're this, they can be closer to Jesus than others. No, it's called a common Common, salvation. Right. So it's important to know that, and I wrote, I wrote, I, I'm good mind to pull out my notes. I just wrote back, nobody's bigger or better than anybody else. Right. 
it's that old saying, you know, the, the ground is flat at the foot of the cross. Yes. We're all welcome. But I do that because here's how we know. So, and th- this blew my mind this morning. It's about Enoch, so we're not on a rabbit trail. <laughs> if you read in, in Jude, because this was, I read this morning, I read Second John, Third John, and Jude. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a few other places too. But I was reading, and it really spoke to me there in verse 14, and about these things that Enoch, the seventh from Adam. Uh-huh. So the world is only a couple hundred years old, and Enoch is already prophesying about end times. Yep. When he said that, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on all, to convict all the ungodly of all their deeds of ungodliness. They've committed in such an ungodly way and all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Do you get the idea? He thinks a lot of people are ungodly. Ungodly. (laughs) So here's what happened. So he lives like the world for 65 years, Mm -hmm. and then he begins to walk with God. He sells out to God because God is the only person worth it. Right. And so in the midst of that, he becomes strangely different from the world around him. Right. He becomes in such a way that he becomes a spokesman for God, and he just he he's a prophet that begins to see how horrible the world is. Right. How do we get to that place? Now, not saying let me make this statement: just because you come to Jesus doesn't mean he's going to make you a prophet and make it so you have to speak out. Right. I think some people get scared. Man, if I come see Jesus, I got to stand on a street corner and start talking crazy stuff out there. No, 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 no. But he may call you to the person next door to you. Right. Or he may call you to the person that is in your family, in your house. Right. So how do we get to the point from Enoch where he totally, and I, we've talked about it already, God changes our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we need? Right. Yes. Um, and um, when I was looking for um, that he and reading about how Enoch walked with God and was um, reminded that that's what God commanded Israel to do. And so we read of that and we read that what God wanted them to do was to um, walk in his statutes and obey his commands. And by doing that, then he would be their God and they would be his people. And I always love when I read that phrase. I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, but here I go. Oh, go, for it. go, go, go. <laughs> um, I always love when I read that phrase because it's not, there's two, you look at it both ways. It's not just that um, I am God's, it's that God is mine. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that God is mine, but I am God's. And so both of those sides of it are so significant. And so um, I don't remember what your question was. It doesn't matter. Go. You keep going, girl. No, I wanted to answer your question, but I can't remember. Um, so how do we become like Enoch? How do we become like Enoch who walked with God to the point where he pleased God? Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't that the progression that we want to see? Yes. And so yes. we walk with him by keeping his commandments, by um, living the way that he wants us to do, and by and we do that by faith. Let's not forget that we're here in Hebrews 11 by faith, That talking about this because it was by his faith. Um, and so um, that our faith, we can't walk the way that God wants us to walk without that faith. Why not? Because it's just, it's that's what we need in order to keep us 
on the path that needs to be on. Otherwise, we're going to follow the world. Otherwise, we're going to follow the things that are seen instead of the things that we can't see. We're going to follow the things that uh, that um, we can know now rather than the things that we have to wait to know fully about later. Um, and so that, that faith comes in. And so um, I guess in a way that brings us to <clears throat> verse six in that without that faith, we can't please God. So we see that whole big picture. We, we follow Enoch's example by walking with God. We do it by faith. And then in that, we're able to please God. And without that faith, then we're not pleasing to God. Amen. I saw Dale <laughs> preach up in there. But, and then it tells us what it means to, that if you're going to draw near, you just have to believe that he exists. Right. And then he rewards those that believe such. Right. And seek him. Right. Now, some people will hear the word reward and be like, oh, I get financially blessed. Right. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> Drives me crazy, these people that just want you to send them their money. Yep. Um, you know, you send me some money. This is a faith pledge. Right. Send me $10,000. I told you a story. I was watching this one woman. She sent one of the televangelists a thousand bucks. And then she said, See, I'm already being blessed. She found $20 in her, in her coat pocket. <laughs> and she's like, Look how the Lord's blessing. I'm like, Honey, you'd have found that $20. Right. Nobody just sent that thousand, whatever. <laughs> Come on, people. He, does, he means to bless you spiritually, to, to grow you. And not um, just, you have to rethink it. Joshua chapter one, he speaks about that if we're um, strong and courageous uh, and we don't turn to the right or the left, that he will bless us and prosper us. Once again, it does not necessarily mean, now in those days, I don't want to really unpack all this. Those days it could have meant monetarily and, and blessed them with sheep and goats and all that. But for us, it means to be blessed spiritually. Mm-hmm. We have to. Here's the truth about following Jesus. It's not about this world. It's about the next world. Right. And so that's a mindset that's really mm-hmm. hard to grasp. Right. That while I live in this world, I have to actually be living for the next world. Right. And that's, I mean, for our finite minds, that's a hard concept. Yes. Because let's be honest, we only know of really one time... <laughs> Where God took somebody. I know you sort of want to avoid this. <laughs> you go. Go ahead. But, uh, and I'm not going to really hit it because I don't want to make anybody mad. But the Bible says by faith he was taken up. Yep. The King James says translated. Mm-hmm. So he went from one place to the other. If we go to um, Genesis chapter 5, it says that. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now, the word took there means to take in the hand, to take out of. So somehow he was taken by the hand and and taken out of this sphere Uh and sent to the next sphere, which is in heaven with God. Uh, In the Old Testament, it would have been paradise. Um, I'm not going down that road either today. So here's what it's a picture of. And I don't know where you stand, and I'm not here to debate today the rapture of the church. But I, I happen to believe in a pre-tribulational, I'm a pre-tribulational, pre-millennial believer. I believe that before the the um, seven-year tribulation comes, I believe that church will be raptured out, 
And then I believe at the end of that, Jesus will come and set up a thousand-year reign on the earth where that goes into a lot there. Right. But he'll be here on earth. Um, people will still sin because of their flesh, what we talked about. So it means that he sort of it's a picture of what will happen one day when thousands of people, millions of people will be just vanished because we will be taken out. Right. Uh, great passages there in First Thessalonians, we know four chapter thir- chapter four verses thirteen through eighteen. So but listen, here's the crazy thing. In Hebrews chapter, they just didn't understand the gospel what had happened because the Bible says, and he was not found. Right. Which means they looked for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how, I mean, they went high and they went low. They yeah. kept looking for him. I think about the story. It's the same words used for Elijah when mm-hmm. the chariot came and took him. And remember, Elisha's going, okay, well, the chariot came and got him. And all the his prophets that followed him said, let's go look. Maybe it dropped him right. at a high mountain. Right. Maybe it dropped him here. And Elisha's like, go look if you want. He's not <laughs> going to be there. So they come back and they, guess what? Didn't find him. Mm-hmm. Find him. I'll just throw this out. That's the reason I believe the two witnesses are Enoch and Elijah. I don't think Moses, but I believe that's the two. <laughs> I have a reason for that. The Bible says, for point of the man wants to die and then the judgment. So anyway, moving back on. <laughs> Got that in there. You didn't want me to. But seriously, I'm not going to lose fellowship. Right. If somebody's a, a, pre, a post-tribulationalist, okay. One of us will be right and one will be wrong. <laughs> you know, I have I have very close friends that are mid-tribs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know what Bible they're reading, but anyway. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But why but the point that you were bringing up, the reason that you that you wanted to bring that up, um I think as you were I mean there's several reasons, but one of the reasons is as you were talking, you were talking about that we're not of this world. Exactly. And so and yes. and so we you as you were saying, we need to be living um with our minds set on heaven and our minds set on the fact that that we are strangers and aliens here in this world. Um I pity you people those of you who are not old enough to have sung the song, This World Is Not My Home, I'm not going to sing it. But <laughs> I really thought you were going somewhere else with that statement. I am so sorry. When you say, I feel so sorry for you people. I didn't know. I'm like, well, it's been really good. We didn't I told even make you we're it to, not going to be confrontational. We didn't even make it to 20 episodes, y'all. <laughs> no, I was focused on a point. This world okay. is not our home. Um but I mean, that was a great song to sing when we were younger in youth group. But it's so true because we are just passing through this world and this world is just a stopping point for us. And and but this is where we are so that we can know God, so that we can walk with him, so that we can then when we get into his presence, um, then we are ready for that. Right. I, you looked like you were going to say something. <laughs> I was going to say right. Okay. You can keep going. I don't know. Um, And so because as we talk about living for God and not for ourselves, when we live for ourselves, we're really living for the world. Right. When we live for ourselves and we live for the world, then then God's not part of that equation. Mm -hmm. And he he ought to be. He ought to be the as you talked about that um, on yesterday, you reminded us that in Colossians, it talks about the preeminence of Christ. And and that is. He ought to be Lord of our lives, and he ought to be the the number one thing, mm-hmm. and the the reason that we live, and the reason that we do everything that we do. So let me give you a last thing, and then I'll, I'll say this, and then you can give a last word, and then pray. 
Okay. <laughs> that time already. Yeah, it's legit. We're out of time. <laughs> here's why I say what I say, and here's why Enoch, whatever you believe, and, and seriously, in all honesty, I, I don't want to get into a theological debate, right. whether you're pre-trib, post-trib. It, it, it's personal belief. It's a secondary issue, as long as you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Right. That'll all be worked out in the end. But to tell you why he could be translated to where God was, in Philippians chapter 3, in verse 20, the Bible says, but our citizenship is in heaven. Yes. Okay. It doesn't say your citizenship is in Philippi when he wrote right. this, mm-hmm. or Rome, uh-huh. or America. My name, and I have an address in heaven. You yes. have an address right. in heaven now. So I tell people, you heard me say this, you should have two addresses, one here <clears throat> and one there. Yes. And by the way, the only one that's going to last forever is the one there. there. Mm -hmm. Friends, you don't want to die without being a citizen of heaven. Right. The other alternative is not good. Nope. My one desire in life is to take as many people to heaven with me as I can. Yep. I do have that desire, and that's what I'm all about. So Enoch was a citizen not only of wherever he was living at the Mm -hmm. time, somewhere in the the breadbasket of the world, there in the Middle East somewhere, but he's a citizen of heaven. Yes. Closing thoughts and then pray. Um, just that we would follow his example, that we, we would follow and take to heart the fact that we need to have that faith, that we need to walk with God, um, and in that way we would be pleasing to him. Amen. It just sums it up, I guess. <laughs> I said before, she's a lady of few <laughs> words. All right, Sometimes. pray for us. Lord, we thank you for the truths that are here. Mm-hmm. We thank you that um, we can know that it's possible to please you. And I pray that our desire would be to please you. And I pray that um, our desire would to be um, to walk with you closer and closer every day, that we would desire to grow in our faith, um, to not become stagnant in it, um, and that we would allow your word to teach us and to reprove us and to correct us. And so um, I pray that we would keep our eyes on you, and we thank you for the opportunity to speak. And for those who are listening, we just pray blessings on them. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, by the way, I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. My home slice right here, Miss Mona. Um, she's with, oh, by the way, her last name is Mona Selden. I've only <laughs> called you Miss Mona. Um, she is Mona Selden, and uh, she's uh, on a praise team here and teaches Sunday school and does a lot and is going to be starting up a Bible study real soon. But God bless you guys. Um, we're so thankful for you. Um, quickly, I think this is episode 19. I think so. We're gonna, I didn't really think we'd make it to five. <laughs> And we're going to be at episode 20 next week. So we're going to blow the budget out next week. And um, we have no budget. But we're so glad you guys are with us. Without you, we would not have a podcast. That's right. Please, you can get in touch with me. Um, You can go on the Marion website. It's marionbcva.com. Check us out. Um, We have an app for Android or um, Apple. Check us out there. Would love to have you just correspond with us and let us know. So there's also a website now, Mosaic of Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out there. Um, please have court if there if there's an issue, oh, I'm gonna oh, watch out. Now I'm going where angels tread. This is where I'm gonna stop. There's something scripturally you would like for us to touch on. I'm not making a promise, <laughs> but.
but send in your request, okay? And um, if it's not a place where you can correspond on Mosaic of Marion, I'll, I'll try to make that happen. But God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, y'all.